friends and welcome to episode number 188 of final boss tv today we're talking about world of warcraft still or or are we it is it's only two episodes left of the game of thrones maybe we'll just throw the whole show away just talk about game of thrones and just memes anyone on our free folk i see you but my name is Adam K.K. Bay. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. We're talking about Elemental Shamans or the Rise of the Storm Chef. I actually had to look up the kitchen hierarchy before we started the show. So I'll bring that up when it's necessary. But of course, I want to give a very special shout out at the beginning of the show to very special nerds and ladies that make sure this show can happen. So I'll extend my appreciation to those supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between. And that is my patrons over on the show's Patreon page. Without them, Final Boss TV would be a, a far smaller production overall. And if you like what I do here and you want more of this, then there is more of this. Over on the Patreon page, there are BTS podcasts, the behind-the-scenes show notes. There is now the fully illustrated Jaina wallpaper that Tutron put together. We're doing a new like wallpaper series whenever a end-tier bot. We're not doing one for Unat because he came out of nowhere. But we'll have one for Ajar going forward. There's a whole lot more. You can go check that out and keep the show rolling. Or uh, if there's something more maybe physical that you're looking at getting and some bits and bobs, if you haven't heard yet, the show is now sponsored and partnered up with Corsair. So you can go check out the links below to Corsair or Elgato. A whole bunch of bits and bobs for your computer pieces and parts. I actually just started getting all of my build together for my new double PC setup with Corsair, and I just got my cart sorted through them. There's a ton of stuff on the way, and you can check all that out down below the stream here on Twitch, or of course, if you're on YouTube, you can do that as well. So the kitchen hierarchy. Uh, it feels weird, but we're starting with uh, apparently just a customer in the kitchen. <laughs> Kana, welcome to the show, sir. Hello. That's what's up. Welcome, so Corsair Brotherships. Yeah, my Corsair headsets. Yep, same. I've got my Corsair keyboards. <laughs> I like it. My Corsair mouse. On my yeah. Corsair mouse pad. <laughs> so wait, wait, are you are you helping me promote Corsair, or are you are you here to talk about Game of Thrones or Elemental Shaman, sir? What what do you? Mm, all three. All three. Sure. Okay. Chat brings up. Do you have Corsair hair gel yet, or body wash? Uh, no. I use. This. <laughs> Use this. <laughs> oh goodness! Next up in the kitchen hierarchy, we do have one of our chef de parte. Sham, welcome to the show, sir. Welcome back. Hello. I serve Kana his spaghetti. <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> Look, one question I have to have: Have you taken Pringles yet and made it into a noodle base and made spaghetti, but Pringles noodles? No, but that is an excellent suggestion. I'm going to get right on it. <laughs> After the show, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, man. Well, as long as the sweet chef or the Swiss chef has that. <laughs> Gist, welcome to the show. You're the fresh meat here. Hello, sir. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I, are, are you here? Are you here to make sure that everything that Blood Mallet and uh, Sato talk about is 
brought together and these two knuckleheads at least say what they need to say? Uh, yeah, you could say I'm here to keep them in line to an extent. <laughs> mm. Wait. True, actually. Um, <laughs> I didn't sign anything. <laughs> you gotta, you got to make sure. I mean, it, they're, they're in the wings. No matter what you say randomly, the, the executive and the head chef, they will come for you if you say the wrong thing. So be careful. <laughs> I'm gone. Crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I want to go back around here real quick. We're going to start with the uh, the new guy, Guest. <clears throat> Tell everyone what you do. What do you dabble in in the internet? How long have you been playing the Elemental Shaman? And uh, what resources I might be able to, to plug here at the start yep. of the show that uh, you are a part of. So, at my tag's Guest Wiki, I am the raid leader for Indestructible over on Kalthazad. I've been playing elemental since I swapped to the spec back at the beginning of Cataclysm. And I started making my name in the community back at that point by writing the then official forums guide woo, and helping people with analyzing logs. And as time went on, I became a mod in the Earth Shrine, or the Earth Shrine Shaman Discord as it went live. And I am also the writer of the wowhead.com elemental guide as well. Yeah, I will. We'll definitely oh, look refer- at that. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll refer to this a few different times during the show, I'm sure. But it's it's incredible to see how much stuff goes into these guides now. I was bringing these up as a prep. There's a lot of things in here. How long do you do you think it takes to to refresh these guides per major patches, or I guess expansion to expansion? How much time? So do you- expansion to expansion. That's probably a good. 30 to 40 hours of work over the course of several weeks. That's for a major patch. It depends on how much work is going into the class in a patch. So recently, it wasn't terribly much until they went and nerfed and buffed Azerite. Right. At causing the shift from Echo of the Yellow Metals to Igneous Potential, and that just kind of threw everything out of the window. There's a lot in here. Even though... You're about to have a whole lot more work on your hands when the essences come in at 8.2, so... Oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> well, some of the stuff from the PTR <laughs> right now from the raid testing is a little bit too... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Shadowbridge doing 280k DPS on six targets is pretty bad. You know... No problem. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just little things. Just little things. Yeah. yeah. Sham, all right, back to you, sir. Same question. You've been on the show a couple times. You're like the, the most chopped up meat right now. But just in case someone knows what you don't do or do do on you. <laughs> I started playing at the end of Wrath of Lich King. started raiding in Kata. And I joined the Elemental Shamans at the end of Mist of Pandaria. And I've been playing it ever since then. For the most part, I don't really write the guides. I kind of, like, I look at them, I get feedback on them. But for the most part, I just, like, convert them into video guides or I try to like spread information whenever people ask about questions or wouldn't I upload kill videos and stuff. I stream on my progression. I raid in big dumb guild. I actually get to play shaman for once in the high end guild. Very nice. Shaman's good enough to actually do that. That that's a weird part that I will get into. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's for later. That's for later. I mean, who's this, this, this last one on the show. Who's this guy? I don't know who this is. Who's this? Never uh, heard of him. I don't know. I don't know either. 
Uh, I'm Kena. I read a method the world's second goat right now, Pepe Hans. Um, <laughs> no, come on! I'm, I'm a shaman made by heart, but even in the best tier of shaman, I still played Warlock. And I have a method guide? That's it. Actually, I guess most people don't even know method is releasing guides again, and we, I made I made the elemental guide. Made sense. So, hmm. after that. What's the... I, think... I was going to say, what's what's like the... Because when you did, I'm gonna actually gonna bring it up right now. What is the? Don't you guys do it in a way of of like boss orientated stuff though, right? Don't you? Well, I guess like, I mean, it's mostly like, I mean, I guess I've played Eddie for a while, so yeah. I kind of know, and I've had a spreadsheet before, so I kind of like the information is like pretty okay. But I guess the biggest thing is just like the way how I play bosses and the way how I view how you should progress bosses as elemental, which generally isn't min maxing damage, but Playing primal, being safe, and preparing for movement and nuking high priority ads. But right. yeah, there's there's that as well, I guess. Oh, that's right. It was the very compartmentalized guides. Yeah, with the new layout yep. you guys have here. Yeah, it got released like less than a week ago. Well, but... I mean, yeah. That <laughs> talent I still breakdowns. Have... Interesting. Yeah. I like you can... back by pieces. The world first kill. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Oh man, I'm, ne I'm never helping you guys again. <laughs> that's that's the, the customer. That's just cruel, man. That's a sign. I, I I didn't mean shamans. I meant uh, BDG. Comfy's always like <laughs> help. Oh, I take it back. I take it back. You guys are the best in my heart. You always have been. Oh, especially you, Kana, in particular. Thanks, bro. Love you too. That's not gonna help. Uh, that definitely helps. Does it? Again. Mm. Yep, that's it. Well, at the start of the show yeah, here, before we get into anything else, I wanted to have a little bit of a, a moment of silence for those that were taken from us before their time. So just join in with the chat. No emotes in chat, no talking. All right, this is a moment of silence. Wah, wah, wah. All right, all right, we got there. Yeah, F's in chat for Gust of Wind. That's also respectful. Yeah, we gave it the moment of silence. We gave it the sad trombone. We'll get some F's in chat. I like it. If you got this far on the YouTube video, F, F in the YouTube comments for Gust of Wind. <sighs> poor thing. Yeah, poor thing. But all right, real talk though. What was the last time? I'm going back to Sham on this one because he brought it up in his intro. What's the last time a DPS shaman was this prominent in the meta of the game and as widely accepted as it is now? The first thing I can think of was Iliayo back in Highmall with with Fire Nova nonsense on Mythic Chogal, but then he got it nerfed, of course, because I can't think of anything. Since then, that was like an irrelevant boss. No, and that wasn't like I think that was actually not as good as Ellie is right now, because if you had like more than one of the enhanced shamans, it would just immediately reduce all of their damage, and it would become less and less relevant. Yeah. Right now, you want multiple shamans because they do great things, even if there's multiple of them. Yep. I guess the last, I guess before that, like the real Ellie representation was leads back at Mafia. It was their average here, but that's also 25 men, and it's a lot easier to bring a wheelchair sometimes in a 25 <laughs> minute rate. Wow. 
Not that, not that, Eddie, not that Eddie was wheelchair. Eddie was actually good back then, but... It wasn't, like, super... You didn't see five of them in one raid. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but it was it was good enough to bring one. Hmm. Stacking wasn't nearly as prominent, but still prominent enough. True, true. Well, so, I mean, guess I'm going to go do on this, because you, you curate this side of the Earth Shrine and the Wowhead Guide. So is this just flavor of the month, like flash of the pan kind of thing? Is it just based on because the newest encounters that are out there? What sort of stuff have you awed most about how long this little elemental, the rise of the Storm Chef, should might last? That's all gonna depend on how tuning turns out next year. That's, that's really where it's gonna be right now. It feels more than anything that our numbers are tuned to let us shine, and there isn't there isn't a particular mechanic that holds us back. Uh, so you could talk about most of Legion, how you had the various soak mechanics that Elemental couldn't really handle, that even when numbers were tuned to be a bit better, that we couldn't really shine on high-end progression because we couldn't contribute in that way. And there's mm. not something like this getting in our way right now. So you combine that with the really strong numbers as we're one of, if not the strongest single target right now for the harder bosses as it stands, and you have what we've had through progression on and up. So I have, I can't really bring this up on stream. In, in wow. prepping for this show, well, it's, it's Sato's notes. And there is, I, I asked other potential guests, uh, Sadozai, who was going to be on the show, potentially Shay was trying to get him, but then some IRL stuff came up, so not here. But I said, well, is there anything you want me to talk about on the show, or like little bullet points you want to bring up and put in the show notes? And I obviously, the show only is aimed at like 90 minutes to 100 minutes or so, roughly. We go a little over that most of the time, but um, sent me a four-page Google document. Yep. Yep. That sounds like Satozai. <laughs> and there's a lot in here, but that's one of the big parts of the top of this page is the key underlying issues is things like Lightning Bolt doing too much damage, the redesign, I guess that the, the spec is sort of propped up on Ignatius potential IP traits and making Lava Burst actually worth it. And there was a back and forth because even in beta, there were builds that were coming up that you just ignored Lava Burst entirely. Which, I guess, is a back and forth on how Blizzard can balance the builder being worth it, but then the spender or the proc also being worth it. But, Sham, do you want to pick apart any of these notes about the numbers? Kind of like what Gist was going after. If there's some... You brought it up in the, in the preamble of the show. So this is your this is your little moment. You had this. A lot of like what makes Ellie good right now is, as a lot of you probably know, Igneous Potential, as Gist Vicky mentioned... And that is because it, having three of them literally doubles, potentially more than doubles the damage of Lava Burst. Yeah. And that really suits us when we have other traits like Lava Shock that increase our single target damage when we have multiple Flame Shocks out. And then, for example, like Mecha Torque, Stormwall, Jaina, Cabal, and Unat, all these really hard bosses have all had multiple targets you could Flame Shock without harming the raid. You harm yourself a little bit on Mecha Torque, but it ends up being worth it, I think. Yeah. So it suits our new playstyle like perfectly and that's kind of what has made ellie like suddenly rise but without that if we don't have Igneous potential for example it's not even worth using flame shock on other targets for single target damage at all 
unless you have Lava Shock, and that's still like a, that wouldn't even be that big of an upgrade. Like Lava Shock isn't as good as I think people actually make it out to be. But without Igneous, we suddenly end up finding ourselves in a situation where we aren't playing Ice Fury either. We're playing like some kind of Stormily build or something along those lines. Yep. And our movement ability goes down significantly. Our ability to like funnel damage goes down significantly. The only thing we really gain is the ability to do AoE, which isn't really that useful in most raid encounters, especially hard ones. Like, look at those the five bosses I listed. There's zero AoE in like any of them. A little there's bit on you, I guess, but if you do some strats, there is. We haven't <laughs> had the AoE on Jaina. It takes nope, us back either. to kind of where we were in old year. Well, but yeah. with everything else, we had nerfed as well. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Exactly. We'll have to see how the meta shifts because with the Jaina nerfs coming in on Tuesday, you can finally go Ice Wall, Nathanos, kill the Water Elemental, kill the Baby Water Elementals, then interrupt Jaina because the Gathering Storm just won't start stacking, which means a totally different fight now. There'll be no more race. The method strat could be happened, but there's no reason to. Maybe not. Or we're going to try it after the reset. We have you to. You still did a method strat. But I think we're not... just going to keep doing what we were doing, but those that are progging right now could probably change it. I think what you just got to do is exactly like you say. You kill the elemental, you kill the small elementals, and you play easier phase three. Well, right. You literally still you still do the nuke tactic, but you just don't cancel, cancel, cancel Bloodlust and you just nuke her. Right. There was a guild or two that were doing that even before these nerfs. It's, oh. There's some ridiculous 11 minute long kill that well... had it. That was a combination of doing that and the boat strat that was killed uh, a while back. Well... Right. It's been a weird couple of bosses, right? Going from my coverage of uh, Jaina post the, the raid race in London into the Crucible of Storms and seeing how those bosses have changed and how the, that has given rise or fall to different classes and specs is why we're here today talking about and why I moved Elemental Shaman up because of this. But so in my notes that I had, and to go off what Shan was saying, I have in here a whole bunch of the kit, right? Because it wasn't just the kit that Elemental Shaman was lacking because you have potential for AoE group movement, you have one of the last ranged interrupts on a super short cooldown, Earth Elemental, a Super Biss, Onk shenanigans that rose to prominence, even though for the longest time Ian said it was a defensive, but now it's finally used as one. Farside, Bloodlust, AoE Burst, single target funneling, extra defensive if you go Primal Elementals, all these things, right? There's more that are listed here in the notes, but it's not just, is it just numbers then? Because this has all been what Elementals had, and Kena, for you on this, because you guys ran five Elemental Shamans. Was it mostly at just... Some point. At some point, you did. Was it probably that the Blizzard just gave the numbers to the spec, and then you're like, yeah. let's use it. So, out of all of those things you've listed, funneling is as right traits. Speed boost is rarely actually needed, and generally less valuable. Like, if you really need it, then sure, you can bring them, but rest of Shamans are there, yep. and they can run it. Um, honestly, the main reason we actually ran speed totems on Unat was not even that we needed the speed totems. It was that you couldn't run Nature's Guardian because we had to sacrifice ourselves, and that thing many times screwed up our sacrificing. Mm. So it's like it's it's literally just numbers. Like funneling works because we have numbers. If you don't have numbers, you can funnel the best that you possibly can. But because Flame Shock D, it's still limited to X amount of targets anyway. So if there's eight mobs spawning, it's not like we're gonna you know, it's not, like, and we have a resource as well, so it's not like 
affliction warlocks that dot eight targets and then drain life into drain life into drain life. It's like we still only flame shock a couple and then still only lava burst and still do twenty stack uh, earth shocks. So it's at some point it stops the funneling anyway. And yeah, it's it's literally just numbers related. I guess Ank this time was situationally really useful, but it's the first time in my three years of method that I've seen Ank be this useful. Yeah, you guys have used historically making strats that had death as a resource before fights were like, hey, death is a resource. Yeah. So I've always done that, but it never came down to Ankh was a resource, and I guess until Unat, really. Yeah, it, it's just with Ankh, like, obviously the 30-minute city. I mean, obviously beforehand you could reset it, but even then, like, the last fight I could actually see Ankh be, like, really useful, sacrificing-wise, was Kul Jaden. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, imagine running an Ellie Shaman on Kul Jaden, to be honest. <laughs> it well, wasn't that hard before. It wasn't that hot before the rework. After the Stormkeeper yeah. rework, it actually became pretty okay. With uh, the Gamble build, you could actually do quite a lot. But And yet Gust of Wind back then, which helped you a lot. But that's also gone. Yeah. Good. There... It, yeah, I guess it doesn't sound like... Numbers aside, though, playstyle definitely shifted from one expansion to the next. So... It it's, works, though, right? I mean, I, I've been streaming and playing as yeah. Elemental the last couple of days prepping for Restless Cabal, but then Restless Cabal do not are getting huge nerfs, so I might not even need to play ranged, yeah. so... But the playstyle you have right now that you guys have distilled and figured out, and the, the couple of different talent builds that do change a bit of the playstyle, it's in a good place, though, right? It's just that the numbers are a little high. I play a lot of classes and specs, and I know people like Deep Shits and whatnot and the IG that also play it, and they play like different classes as well. Everyone agrees that Elemental is probably the most fun right now. It's a super fun mm -hmm. spec. It's engaging. There's different procs. You can have many different things active. And, you know, like there's a skill level. Like it, there's more skill level, I guess, with Ice Fury than with Primal. But there's definitely a skill level because you have so many things to choose off and you have to do the, the correct choices. And if a single time you screw it up, someone else is going to pull ahead who does it correct. So it's engaging. It's fun. You can plan around a lot with the movement with Ice Fury and all your procs. And, and, it, and like I said, like they said, like it's it's useful in different situations, you know. Like you can AOE, you can funnel uh, with cleave, and I guess the biggest weakness is just like your multi dot capability is not as useful. But other than that, it's a good subtle spec. Like it's really fun. I like it. Keep it like this, please. Yes, <laughs> yes. please. <laughs> please. That's agreed. Keep it like this. Yeah. The play style, at least. Right. Well, then how about? A little bit of devil's advocate here, then. The next point I want to bring up, Guest, I'm going to you on this first. So, All right. Ascendance is a talent. Rip. And I put on here how we maybe don't miss the baseline anyway. Now, if it was baseline, it might change how things work. But right now, it's a talent. I don't think there's really any cause for it. I think there was earlier stuff. In uh, or the end of Legion, there was like the Mythic Plus single target build, and then there is the potential for it, I guess, in the same situation now. But mm. eh. so, Mists to mm. Warlords to Legion to Battle for Azeroth, every expansion, some of the specs do see some change in waffling. And I think in Blizzard's case with Elemental, it's how they want Earthquake to work <clears throat> or how much sauce they want you to throw around. Now we have the cooldown with Earthshock, and only if you have juggling three of them. But is there anything from previous expansions that you would want to see returned? Or is there anything right now 
that you would insert pog champ here want to see removed and maybe swap with what you want returned or anything like that guess what do you what do you have uh, if we're gonna frame it in the context of ascendance like you kind of started that with right then i don't really see us enjoying ascendance at all while lava burst baseline is as weak as it is and to while the main cooldown itself is on the GCD without any any oomph to it to begin with. Uh, it never feels good when you're just standing there doing nothing, and it's always been one of my uh, biggest complaints with that particular button. So I'm not upset to see that it is and has been weak pretty much the mm -hmm. grand majority of this expansion. Uh, so far as what I might like to see come back. That's, I don't know, I'd love personally, and I know Sham's going to disagree with me on this, at, to see Flame Shock lose its cooldown again. I think that we would not really, that, there's not really a huge benefit to it because Flame Shock as a dot isn't terribly strong, and our funneling capability kind of tapers off after three flame shocks anyways. So the cooldown itself is more a point of aggravation than it is anything else. Uh, I'd rather be able to set those three flame shocks up when I have the opportunity rather than just sitting on the cooldown for it. I wonder... I think the... Yeah, I was going to say, if, if they do that, and you had before, I bet you they would probably reduce how long flame shock lasted and that was one of the weird points about legion without it is that you would have to go into the rotation periods where you just be refreshing your flame shocks anyway with a shorter duration i don't know but what do you have kana i i would prefer that because if you play for example a fight now let's say you play you progress conclave you're almost useless on the raptors like you would have a 20 you would have a 15 second flame shock running on the boss and you would refresh that flame shock then flame shock again the second boss fully like without pandemic just so you are able to flame shock the raptor with a spawns and without losing flame shock on the boss. I think for target swap reasons, it's just extremely inconvenient and I dislike it a lot. Because there's yeah. nothing worse than lava bursting an ad that you know that has to die and is more beneficial to your raid without being able to like always empower your flame shocks with 100% crit. And I think that's an infuriating, infuriating thing. They did, just to and double check on that too, Blizzard did have that hotfix that Whoa. fixed a little bit of that functionality where if you do fire they... off a flame shock hard casted and then flame shock the target it will crit but obviously if you lava surge True. proc into something you're on the global so you can't flame shock it while it's in the air oh they i think that's still better than what they're obviously not doing anything but they gave us too much taste so it started obviously uh... like hellfire citadel where the big issue there was, like, that was a really prominent tier where target swap was an issue. And they gave us the argument trinket, right? So on fights with target swap, you would have to do the long duration flame shock, and you did, then you could save your flame shock for the ads, yep. which was a bit of a fix. And then in Legion beta, they hit us up with the first, like, flame shock didn't have a CD, so you would just go around flame shock, everything was amazing. Then they gave the best change, Lava Burst doesn't need flame shock anymore, which made me really happy. And then they were like, nah, screw you, we're going to remove it, they give you this little thing. So, like the last week of beta. 
Yeah. Don't, don't like, forget the uh, period of time in beta where Flameshot cost Maelstrom and increased the duration based on Maelstrom stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that wasn't the best thing either. That was not. Was I don't know. Uh, they gave us like... Or no, that was Legion beta. I'm that sorry. Was just, that was Legion, yeah. yeah. That, that was Legion beta. They gave us the two things that we really enjoyed and everyone was super happy with it. And they yeah. removed it. Yeah. And Honestly, I think... Go, go. I think ideally for me, I would like Flamechuck to have the cooldown, but allow Lava Burst to crit without it. Because yeah. I don't like being limited on my ability to deal damage to add this fun, but I kind of have begun to enjoy the gameplay of like maximizing when I refresh Flameshock to make sure I have it up on all the targets when they're spawning and stuff. It's just like the inconvenience of not being able to Lava Burst if I do mess it up or if I have something spawn when I need to refresh on the boss. It's definitely frustrating. But with the current build, it feels really rewarding to be able to manage it properly in the fights where you can, like Unot, for example, when an ad spawning in six seconds, I refresh on the boss, get it on the ad, and it's like my damage is doing way higher than I would have if I just waited for the ad to spawn or vice versa. Yeah. Where it does feel rewarding to do it right. But it's also really sure. frustrating. So it's kind of like it's a balance there. I don't know. I think the best solution would be to allow it to crit without it, but I don't know if they're going to do that. The, the thing with Unat is also that the ads are alive for a while, unlike a fight where, like Conclave, where they spawn 10 seconds later than that. Yeah, and Conclave is definitely a good example of that. Yeah. Important like ads you just can't do anything to. Yeah, you're just like tapping flame, like Lava Burst into the boss and tapping the flame, the Frost Shocks onto the, and the Earth Shocks onto the Very Raptors. So like, well. Flame Shock of Fire on one hope it lasts. True. So it doesn't sound. Like there's anything that's like super awful about anything right now? I think outside of the number of back and forth to bring up, to bring oh, this up. I, oh, is there one more, more thing, and oh, that's actually okay. on uh, on the topic of uh, guest wiki with ascendants. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue with it is it doesn't work with talents; it works against talents. So while you have dark layer for warlocks, yep. boring CD, but you can combine it with the mystery one, like the dark soul mystery, gives you big haste, put your dots up faster, oh. bigger burst, it, it makes the pet stronger. Meanwhile, we saw when Storm Element and were like, well, I'll pop my Ascendance 30 seconds later, buddy. Exactly. Just, yeah. It, does, it, it doesn't work together. Imagine if you could, like, pop Storm Elemental, go into Ascendance, and start ramping them Lava Burst. You'd be like oh. a Lava Burst machine. It works against Stormkeeper, it works against Storm Elemental, it works against... Ice Fury. Ice even. Fury, it works against, to an extent, Echo of the Elements, but it kind of at least looks a little in synergy with that. Not a lot, though. That's, it it's works just, against a lot of our talents. It's, yeah, it's inconvenient and very. Kind of just boring too. Like, yeah, you just hit the button, then you're just lava bursting for like however long. It's super like normal cast speed. There's no haste increase or anything. It doesn't refresh flame shocks. You have to refresh before you go into it. It's just lava burst hit the feels like it's a little bit harder. It, it's not fun. It's not cool. Yeah, it. It's an interesting one because ascendance for resto has a bunch of built in like the the echoing of your healing then basically makes you a healing tide totem as well on top of the fact that you're also doing your healing the ascendance version has the ranged component for uh, for enhancement rather ranged and the armor ignore component so it is a just a flat benefit in that regard but yeah the elemental version i think outside of whenever i used it for single target builds back in legion with different legendaries um i don't know it is the weakest like one for sure. It, it increases level burst damage by the percent crit that you have, but it's it's yeah. not as big a thing as maybe it needs to be to keep the talent interesting. Well, that's but that, that's the weird part about that is that level burst 
by default, in most cases, will always crit anyway. So yeah, yeah, giving it some extra damage in that sort of Chaos Bolt style is neat, but you literally only get so many Lava Bursts cast in 15 seconds every three minutes. Yep. Is, is that enough oomph to make you care about it? Because you're not going to just gear crit as your main stat all of a sudden for a three-minute cooldown. I don't think, anyway. Nah. But nah. There's a lot of other things in here, too, that uh, Sato brought up about um, the... Uh, <clears throat> There's the there's the storm elemental primal elemental back and forth. I Ugh. I I brought that up in my beta coverage as being super weird because the differences between fire elemental and storm elemental, whereas somewhat interesting, you actually the storm elemental one. I don't know if this has been f fixed yet. The fact that it hastens your cast speed but doesn't impact the GCD at all literally means that after so many stacks, it doesn't give you any benefit whatsoever during its duration, which makes no sense. It does affect the GCD. That it was does it now? Oh. that was oh, time ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that was honestly that was fixed before eight point one. Well, it's been it's a while. Fixes, it fixes it fixes the lightning bolt that shit lightning, not on your Earthshocks though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Earthshock feels weird. Yeah. When you... That's yeah, the biggest step behind. She just like tick 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 then because it only impacts oh. lightning bolt and chain lightning. Because you get down to like 0.5 second lightning bolt casts, and all of a sudden, oh, my regular slow GCD yeah. with Earth Shock. <laughs> yeah, slower in that regard, but okay. Yeah. Huh. Very weird. There's so much more on this that we could go into, but there's no way we can back and forth the show. Hopefully, this kind of feedback gets run around. I would imagine this stuff is going to be in the Earth Shrine Discord, though, in some regard. But probably. How about was there anything yeah. else that you guys wanted to, to return? I mean, I think gust of wind is the the back and forth. Yeah. But was there anything else gust that came up, Sham? Did you have anything I mean, else that you want to see again brought back? Or I actually kind of like to unleash elements. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would fit into this current toolkit, but it, it was pretty fun to instant cast the boat you can do while you're moving, and then like get a bigger flame shock. It also increased your movement speed, I believe. So I could I could definitely go for that, that was, coming back. That was uh, something. That a, I think that was a talent or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, so. it was a baseline ability. Um, or it was a talent at first, and then it became a baseline ability. And it was it was okay. Yeah, all shaman had unleash something. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was unleash flame for elemental. Well, it would, it would unleash the your weapon. It was unleash your weapon imbue yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Back in Cataclysm, and then they split it to unleash flame, unleash life, and unleash wind. Right. Anyone remembers elemental fusion with unleash flame and the Archimon trinket? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then flame shocks did. Oh my god. I remember the pandemic issue with lava lashing and bouncing flame shocks having to last for the entire raid encounter after you set it up. Oh, I remember that. That's fun. Yeah. Chat brings yeah. up oh, not lightning bolt while moving. Oh, to, to not bring that back. Not bring it back, yeah. Nah, that's I wouldn't want too that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's fun. It's not fun, but it's just it's more than overpowered. Straight up. It'd be like one of the best specs forever then. Like cause mm -hmm. you can literally just like assign it to any job. Like the the job yep. described it for us on the UNAT with like the walking around and Picking up storm people like that could just be another shaman, right? Without DPS almost. Definitely agree that it's too strong to come back. That's uh, a, I don't know, what we'd have to give up to get it back is probably too much. So I don't know that I'd want it to. I would like to see gust of wind though. 
I'll yeah. give up a sentence for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll give up a sentence for, for Gust of Wind or Lightning Bolt on you the can't, there you go. Exactly. You yeah. can't give up something you never use. Hey, that's I mean, not true. Can, the Asia guilds use that on you not. They killed you not with three Ellie Shamas running ascendants. But they all did like zero damage. Oh, <laughs> like no. cut, cut that part out. Cut that part oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait who, who? Which Ellie Little Shaman were using ascendants? Which one? Was, which guild was it? I don't. It was a public log kill. I don't remember what the guild was. It was one of the AFKR, Asian guilds. AFKR then? If it's public log? Yeah, I think so. I think it was AFKR. They had like three Ellie Shamans and they all ran ascendants and their boss damage was. What? It was like dead last in the in the group. It was. It kind of yeah. went to show how bad it was. Skyline. It was Skyline. No, Skyline. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> but why? It, that's always. That's like what I people like because I get a lot of questions about the competitiveness of the Asian girls to the world first race, and I'm always like, they do random things a lot, like ascendants and. They've like, a bit back of a into a, Yeah, like back into us the they were like stacking holy priest, and we just had like this priest absolutely popping. Like it, it's always weird how they have their meta. So, you think language barrier, so it kind of makes sense that like there's a couple of people that talk a lot. Well, sure, but I mean, they're playing the same game. Sure, they can kinda. I mean, they could even Google Translate a guide, I guess, and be like, "Stormkeepers best in all situations." Ta-da. True. <laughs> True. But even like back in like Legion, we had some some LA shamans from like AFKR that were playing builds that like none of us played, and they were doing really well with it. Like sometimes they just find something. I don't actually remember that doing that to you, PTR. Do you remember? I think it was Oldir, Mythic. It's Fetid. Fetid, yeah. I was running yeah. the weird talent build I was beating you, did. Yeah. <laughs> In my own guild testing. <laughs> True, actually. So, we're skipping. Not only are you the Storm Chef, but you're also this weird circus juggler now. And just to touch on this a little quickly on the, the teeter totter build, and Kana brought up this, how it's just really fun to play. Yep. And so, Master of Elements, Stormkeeper, Ice Fury, and the some would say it's really difficult to play, and some would say it's just very fun to play. How you can weave all that back and forth, yep. and how depending on how you use your lava burst charges, and to make sure you're putting the Master of Elements into the right things, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, give me a little bit of numbers, though, guest. Like, how much better is the full juggler build? But then also, how much more fun is the build? So, when you're talking about, like, whether or not you play that build in full versus another build, that's the main thing that people swap, is Ice Fury for Primal Elementalist. That's kind of the main swap that a lot of people will make when they're looking to play something else. And Ice Fury is noticeably more involved than Primal Elementalist still be. But they're both really fun in different situations, I think. That's if you're going through, say, a boss where you are funneling, so something like Cabal or not, when you've got three flame shocks running, you've got your fire elemental up, you're going to be swimming in Maelstrom. And you don't have to worry about not being able to say use all of your Ice Fury charges if you're running Primal Elementalist in that way. That's You just don't get to use the talent when you have all those Flame Shocks running, which is why Primal ends up being better, because on paper, in just a straight single-target scenario, Primal tends to sit within 1 or 2% of Ice Fury. And when you aren't using half of your Ice Fury charges, 
it's not worth it. But so far as fun goes, I personally prefer Ice Fury. I've definitely played it even when it was worse than other talents available at times, just because I enjoy the playstyle. So for me, it's significantly more fun. But numbers-wise, it's pretty close. Okay. That's a bit Maybe. more of the back and forth. Well, the What? Kana, go ahead. I don't know how other people think about this, but I think Ice Fury is boring, but it's oh. fun with Master of the Elements. Oh. I like the yeah, weaving yeah, yeah, yeah. of I like yeah. the weaving and the min-maxing of using some of your Ice Fury stacks early, because you know you're going to have other things come up, and then keeping the last two so you can try and empower those as much as possible. Yep. That I think is fun. But I think I was figuring out right without master is borderline boring because it's just press button, press other button for a time, so movement. Yeah, I agree with that. The master the element definitely makes it really fun. And just to to confirm, then the the whole master of master of elements juggling that is happening here is you don't empower with master of elements the ice fury cast, but you do on the yeah. frost shocks, yeah. correct? Right. Yeah. It's like Stormkeeper Lightning Bolts because it can overload, and then it, and then it can, yeah, that's more my damage then. Then it's Earth Shocks, then it's Frost Shocked, buffed by Ice Fury, then it's Lightning Bolt. Yep. Right. And, and then it's it, Ice Fury. And then it's Ice Fury. Yeah, generally, you don't empower that primary Ice Fury Bolt whatsoever if you can help it. That is the screw up. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's definitely a priority system. I can bring it up on screen. This is in. The Wowhead guide that gets put together because the next question yeah. that this taps in together is openers, because that's the one thing that I had to wrap my head back around again when I was learning the new elemental and on stream last week is just that the priority of where you drop all the yeah. things. So yeah, you plop down your totems five seconds before the pull or so, you stormkeeper, three and a half or so seconds, you plop down fire elemental, not while right clicking the boss. This is actually another yeah, discussion there's, a, there's also, uh, I'll say as you're going through this, uh, there's a bit of a disagreement. Oh? And if you look between a couple of the different references, so if you bring up uh, Ice Veins or Storm Earth and Lava right now, I think we've got Fire Elemental after the boss is pulled, if memory yeah. serves. I think it uh, was so I think it's... like... It's I think either it's lava burst, lava bolt, lightning bolt, and then I think it's fire after the ice fury cast. If yeah. memory serves, is where we've got it on storm earth and lava right now. That's hmm. the difference between the two of them is like within the margin of error. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is that because so, you don't you don't waste the uptime of the elemental in combat? Effectively, okay. That's I I personally keep it there in the Wowhead guide. Mostly because, mostly for three reasons. One, if you're running primal, if you know how to play with it, you can actually set the primal elemental to precast and it won't pull the boss. And two, because depending on how far out you're precasting Stormkeeper, you can end up wasting a Stormkeeper charge. I've actually gotten that feedback from people before, so I've decided. Mm. To kind of keep it in the front so that, because Wowhead more than anything is to help with people that are just getting into it. That's been, at least to my understanding, a lot of the people that are going through the guide. So it's much easier to pick up that way than it is to, say, try and drop that fire elemental after. Yeah, there is. I I brought And the difference is minimal at best. I guess the 
the only caveat to it is if it's a fight like two target bosses, you probably lose a bit more because of the resource yeah. regeneration. Yeah. Uh, so, like, um, come on. You'll lose a bit more. Because you'd want to have your flame shocks up when you cast your yeah. elemental. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a couple of different things like that. I guess there's probably a difference between openers and priority on multi-targets versus single targets, like patchwork versus a council fight. Okay. But yeah. that's that's why it's brought up on screen. Stormworth and Lava is also a great resource. So there is a little bit, a little bit of back and forth there. But I think outside of those minor things, which may or may not teeter on certain fights. So, okay. A lot. It's kind of and... the problem with writing a guide, actually. Uh, <laughs> the Icy Veins Guide Writer chiming up there. That's the difficulty with writing the guides I absolutely agree is you have to balance being exactly optimal with being friendly to people that are just getting into the game and into the spec. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure people can do all that they can, but at the same time I don't want somebody to lose a ton of shit because they're trying to be optimal and screw it up. Right. Exactly. It's a balancing act. This, this goes a little bit deeper than this little small topic that I had to bring up then about, and it's actually funny, I refreshed yep. Twitter uh, on my other monitor here when I was moving around things, and uh, Bink, ye old Binkenstein. Oh boy. Uh, oh, Binky. Uh, well, he just says, he, he replied to the, the show going live, and he just says, Elemental sucks, the end. <laughs> but in, in context... It, he's talking about because the damage output is broken through stacking, multiplying effects, and as soon as that mega stacking is nerfed in some way, Elemental will be on the bench tier again. Because my topic was the Elemental Shaman and the Azerite armor traits, and essentially that is one of the biggest, which is, the, in a way, that's the system of the expansion, though. I... I don't think he's necessarily wrong because I can mm. see a lot of classes that could get easy like rebalance of changes like warlocks. Okay, if you know if you never do the mice, maybe affliction becomes a little little bit less nicer in uh funneling fights, maybe you play warlocks instead with like demolit trade or something. But he's completely correct because it's really easy when a class becomes super strong damage wise to forget about the eternal issues it has and it's quite it's quite true. If you nerf these traits and elemental damage output is not the absolute highest in the game. The class is just a bench back. It's useless. It doesn't bring anything to the team unless you need speed totems or possibly angs, which generally angs and speed totems are brought by resto shamans. Yep. That's like everyone's fear right now is that they just nerf the trait and don't compensate in a proper way, and we just end up right back where we were. Which no useful. Which happened in beta with like uh, the shock. Uh, I forgot the full so name. Shock. shock. Yeah, it was hideously overpowered. It gave you like a thousand intellect per trade or something yeah. at super early item levels. Nerfed by and they nerfed, they nerfed the trades so hard, but they never compensate buffs because without the trade, Ellie wasn't that strong. It was like lower of the middle of the pack. Right. Okay. And they nerfed it, and then suddenly Ellie became useless. And you're like, well, what do I do now? So they, I really hope that if someone is watching and you're listening, I understand you need to nerf Ellie. I'm fine with you nerfing Ellie. Compensate Buffet. Because I, I don't want to see the spec. I love the spec. I love the spec. It's so much fun. I want to be able to play it. And I don't want to sit there like, well, goodbye again. Yeah, it sounds fun. like they need to move base damage into Lava Burst, which they could just take from Lightning Bolt. And 
potentially figure out how they want to work on the the extra damage sources you have there that are like say ice fury with the scaling on frost shock and maybe master of elements and the 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 almost requirement to weave and then maybe even lava shock that was my other note here is that where does lava shock play into this and to make the triple ip triple lava shock azurite traits even work right now you can only get one from raids the other two are going to be random off of the yeah they're either m plus in your cash or from (sighs) the vendor to even make the build work because I don't think Lava Shock doesn't really come to a head until you have. Is it two plus though? Really? I don't know. If, guess if you have the math on this, or is one enough? Or meh. So any number of them is good. Okay. Uh, it starts to get really good when you get to. I think Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the numbers work out so that like on a two targets like Cabal. You stop using Earthquake on those two targets entirely, so long as you have two Lava Shock traits. That's another um, thing it's worth to swap from Earthquake, so long as all ticks are hitting both targets when you only have one. I think that's right. It's true, but you would still kind of, with two, I think you would still kind of weave in Earthshocks to, like, get Earthquake to, like, get stacks. stacks. Yeah. I have a picture. You have a picture? Oh, you have a picture have of a, the effect. I have a picture. Well, Excellent. this is what the subtle Yeah. Is. Yeah, I think I've got the, I've got that somewhere too. That's a good picture. Yep. Yeah. Wait, is this? I have to vet this picture first. Hold on. Yeah. It's just oh. a straight spreadsheet picture. I don't. No, yeah. I don't have that referenced in the wow. I got the exact percentage value. Interesting. It's basically, because that's kind of the core of it, though. A very common mistake that people do as well is because obviously. The main response we give to people is sim it, and then <laughs> they go they go simming lava shock. And I think even <laughs> when you sim the trades, you do it on two targets or two bosses, it will use earthquake. So the trade obviously isn't that good. And like, oh, why are you using this trade to damage loss? Yep. If you sim it, you need a funneling APL, which can be found somewhere somewhere in the Shaman Discord. People have it, and they'll link it to you. Try to pin um, that. You should uh, you should probably pin that. Should sure. I pin it now? I'm gonna pin it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna go pin it right now. Should <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the fact with like an explanation on how to actually use it though? Because most people aren't gonna know how to yeah. use that. Yeah, I should probably do that. I should probably do that. We'll do yeah. that after the show. Good point. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely like it's a super good trade in the situational use and you just need to know how to actually sim it and then okay. you'll understand it more. No, it definitely it's an interesting build if you can pull it off. I think I was looking at a whole bunch of different armories and I was told that one of the reasons why was one of the reasons why Potter stayed elemental for your Unot World he Second. Was the best he had all three. He had triple and triple, I well, believe. The thing with Unat is um, there's a difference between the trace that we would run and probably two pieces. Pieces ran three Igneous, two Lava Shock, and then Astral Resonance for the Bloodless trade. Yeah, yeah. But they right, killed right. they they killed the boss a lot faster as well. They killed mm. five ads and then you started nuking fully bossy, where we killed six and it was still quite a while because we were running twelve warlocks and some of those characters were wheelchairs. <laughs> so, um, right. But yeah, Potter. I mean, also the reason is we kind of just wanted one elemental. Potter was doing a good job, and it kind of was just between me and Potter and Celia. Celia had the better disc priest, so he would go to this. I had a warlock, <laughs> so Kane and warlock was flying in. Yeah. Okay. And, one of the wheelchairs mentioned. <laughs> yeah. And then the last 
thing that I wanted to go over here real fast, and and I teased it earlier, but guest, you may have been looking at this a little bit more. 8.2, the Heart of Azeroth 2.0 system comes into play with the essences. All the all the exasperation oh, no. comes into play here. I mean, no. some of them are super neat, and the potential to break the game wide open is very there, but is there anything that's coming to a head for Elemental, like, use this major and only this major, or are there a few that look fun, or what have you guys figured out? Bloodmella did a post on kind of all the things that he was thinking about mm. for that on Storm, Earth, and Lava. That's the top post on the site right now, 8.2 Synergies. Yep. It's the one that jumps out at me that I think is going to be real fun. It's the first one he actually has on the list there is the potential synergy between the Memory of Lucid Dreams Minor and Aftershock. Because the current build that we have right now, that kind of Circlist Juggler build that you mentioned, is very similar to what we had that we were running in Antorus in terms of playstyle. The biggest difference is we don't have the actual gambling portion of it with Boots, Gloves, and Aftershock. And the Memory of Lucid Dreams Minor, which gives you a 50% chance to refund, or pardon me, have a chance to refund 50% of the maelstrom you spend on things, brings part of that back, depending on what the exact proc rate of it is. So it's got some interesting synergy with that, and as you've got up there, a Surge of Power yep. as well is gonna be fun. No. That's the one I'm kind of keeping an eye on, personally. But The question is, can you combine them? Go to Major Perfection, the Minor Lucid, play Primal, yeah with uh, Surge of Power, and then... You can't do like, Primal and no, Surge of Power, okay. same tier? Well, I mean, you probably do Surge of Power then. Yeah. You can you can combine them. That's actually quite fun. Gambling with many elementals. Yep. Uh, memory of Lucid Dreams, Aftershock, and Surge of Power is kind of the, the interesting synergy that I'm uh, interested to see how it works out once they've actually got numbers tuned in place. Like how that's... <laughs> his conclusion post actually is ridiculous. There are a bunch of, of potential yeah. big synergies here, which is, I do believe, this is part of the reason. And yeah, I know there's a lot of back and forth about, oh, some of them are really boring and blah, I just kind of like push the button and it does this. But I think that's what some specs need. <laughs> they need that extra. Well, BFA, oh yeah. I'm not gonna yep. lie, I really did enjoy having 100% uptime on 100% crit on my Shadow Priest. Oh, mm. <laughs> of course you did, yeah. That makes sense to that me. Was pretty, that was pretty fun. That was really fun. Just, I'm just afraid of ending up like relying on RNG a whole lot again. I didn't like that. I like being in control of my damage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. With the current build, I feel like if I don't do good damage, it was my fault, and I love that. I love yep. looking back and what did I do wrong? Yep. How can I? Yeah. I like the big thing that Blood Mallet actually tags on the bottom here is that Master of Elements may become one of the weakest potential synergies in the bunch. And right now, we'd opened up a talk about a lot of the Juggler build and Ice Fury and juggling with Master of Elements and weaving with the Stormkeeper and with the Frost Shocks. But depending on how the, the game might change in the next couple of months here, that is this part of the game, and that's going to evolve and change to something else in the next couple of months. I mean, as long as it falls good, it's fine. I, I mean, we've, the only thing that I have, and this is like a bit of a general concern, along at least in the people of Mepha, mm -hmm. we're really scared for the next tier. Not in terms of like how difficult it's going to be, but it's probably going to become a class-taking fiesta. Because you think so? I, 
so far, the expansion, class balance has felt too far off, in my opinion, right? I think class balance has been a hideous joke. And I think this thing, although it can turn out really good, and I hope for it, I'm scared that this is going to break class balance even more, where there's going to be classes with such big niches that on any difficult fight, you're just going to counteract the difficulty with a niche. So, oh, there's three bosses, DPS check is hard, 12 Shadow Priests, all doing 90k sustained DPS. Oh, there is a significant like 40 second burst phase, 10 Frost DKs, all doing like 80k DPS, single target. Like, there's just so many things that this empowers for certain classes that I'm just scared it's going to become a niche class stacking thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I hope they can tune it. And I hope it's going to be interesting. And I hope that you can change them around and they're not going to be too cookie cutter. These are the best every DPS rolls and type of things. Right. I hope, but I need some believing kind of because I've lost it a little bit. Well, I'm just reading chat here. It's definitely a back and forth because there are... I feel like I've said that a lot this show because of the the current state of how it is. Certain Azerite for certain specs is just way better than others, which is... Yeah. Just how the whole expansion's been. The yep. essences are too general to be balanced well. Mm. That's a tough part. But some really unlock the potential of some specs right now. And we'll see. A bit too much. We'll see, I guess. The raid testing we'll just started. They've only tested four bosses so far. I think. Yeah. So Sounds I've right. Been for, I've been there for one. The first boss is generally harder than most of the bosses in the Battle of the Star Lore. Nice. The second boss that we tested had couldn't be killed because it, yeah. That's that's a, yeah, that happens in raid testing. That sounds like PTR yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, the boss was supposed to get a shield for 75% of a HP. He kind of got 200. Ooh. Which made it a bit of a 50 million so, difference. Bit difficult. No big, no big <laughs> deal. Just a little difficult. Well, I want to make sure we have some time to weave in some chat questions and get through the FAQ part of the show. So my guests can step away for a moment if they need to while I babble about a few different things here and then we'll bring in if you have questions, save them for after the break. But again, I want to give a huge shout out to the nerds and ladies that support the show, the stream, and everything in between to make sure I can keep doing this. And if you want more of what I do, it exists. Today I have a couple of questions already in the can for the BTS After Show that goes up on the show's Patreon page. And that's just linked right down below. There are a whole bunch of things you can go follow along with if you want to see how the show is put together. And if you're interested in that kind of stuff, by all means, jump on there. And again, there is the Mythic Jaina 1080p wallpaper that Tutron put together. It's a full illustrated one. No, it's not the thumbnail art. It is a totally separate piece. But you can go check all those out if you want to see the more of the behind the scenes. It's all it's a lot of what this is. It's the show notes and the the Patreon. BTS podcast. You can go keep going back. This is the world first stuff that I sat down with the Method Boys, then the world second for Jaina with Limit. They go, go, they keep going. There's a, a somewhere in this. If you want to dig for it, oh, I couldn't even load more. There's too many. Yeah, this is like a two-hour discussion with Preach and myself on the weird state that Legion was in, which is funny to see how much of that actually has come full circle in a different way. But how class balance and Kana just brought it up and all this so you can go find that if you like gonna listen to more of me talking about world of warcraft with with uh my guests that come on the show additionally however if you want to support what i do here 
and you want a more physical sense of it, and you have some computer bits and bobs you want to look at, then the links down below to Corsair and Elgato, soon to also include MSI. You can go check out the links down below and grab yourself. If you have any cases, keyboards, I know a bunch of viewers of mine have said they're looking at different mice that have come up. And we're going to do this live like I did last time because I'm getting this. I just ordered the new, this just, just came out, the new Glaive RGB Pro. This, mm-mm, I'm ready. I'm getting through all of the different PC builds and uh, parts put together for my next. I'm going to be doing a two-PC setup finally. But the, the new Glaive RGB Pro. I'm all about this. I'm ready. So go check that out. Links are down below on YouTube or, of course, right here on Twitch. Just scroll back down if you want the show to keep happening. Feral Druids are coming up next on next Sunday's show. And potentially the week after that is the week that I'm going to be doing all my builds. There'll be an IRL stream of me putting everything together. There'll be like a, a studio room tour of all the how it all works out, all the madness so there'll be some streams, but there's going to be no live show on the last Sunday of this month because I'll be building and recreating everything. But I think that's about it. I got, I got some more notes here we can go over. But, uh, oh, if you miss any of the shows, this is the one question I get asked sometimes. Of course, the VODs are here available for subs, but everything gets archived to the show's YouTube. So if you missed any of the past shows, they're all on YouTube. If you want to go back and listen to any of the previous ones, then they're all right there. The side content that I put out, kill videos from my point of view, and all the live shows 2019. Everything gets playlisted and archived. You can go check those out and take a time capsule. Just don't go back too far. Like, stop at, like, 2017. That's where it is. Oh, God, that's pre-beard Kana. Do you... Oh, no. Kana, you used to have no facial oh, hair. Oh, my God. What yeah, is... Who is like this? Baby. <laughs> go down. Just keep scrolling. Oh, just scroll away from it. Yeah. But... Chat, if you have any questions for our guests today, then please feel free to toss those in chat. Because I have some nitty-gritty that I can scroll down to that I can weave in here, and then we can ask your questions as well. It is a boys. So let me see. <clears throat> this came up a few times in the show when you were talking about it. This is not to go off of Sham's name, but he gets to ask this first. When you, <laughs> when you shorten Shaman... How do you shorten it? Is it just sham, S-H-A-M, or is it shammy with an I-E, or with a Y? Sham, what do you Because of my Because of my name, I don't shorten it, because I confuse people. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's the one way I just say shaman, but we, are people called shaman for some reason? We call, we, we don't really, lo like, make it smaller, but we say shaman. Yeah, shaman. What the heck? Everyone in Method says shaman. I say shaman. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Mostly. Shaman. Yeah. Mm. Well, Gitz, you're the last one. Yeah, it's, I'll usually just shorten it to sham. Sham. Because, yes. <laughs> it's, it's easy to remember. It's I say, not sham, though. That's my name. I say, yeah. I say shami a lot. Shami? But is that with a Y yeah. or an IE? It's not with a Y, it's a sin. Y, yeah. See, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. With, with a Y, or you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you two idiots. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a real question. Now, chat, who uses an IE? Hey, all right. I'm just going off different questions that I can figure out and put together from Discord and Twitter and stuff like that. So, 
Uh oh. I don't know if this is bait. Is this a bait? This is a bait question. Okay. Does Sham think it's important to track the exact timers of flame shocks? <laughs> I got I got flamed in our bait. Discord for not that having that. <laughs> oh. I think it's important. I just didn't know how to do it, so they showed me how to do it oh. like a week ago. It's very important. If you don't have it, get Omni CC. It's very good. Oh well I put I actually put my debuffs on my V bars to see the on because I knew if I was gonna play elemental that I would need it. I track everything. Check out yeah, well, you're I saw your UI when I was doing the Crucible of Storms. I yeah. It was probably my UI. There's a lot on there. Even though most well, of your POV was Warlock. Well, so I have my like my class stuff I've like really nicely sorted, but then when it comes down to the boss recorders, they're everywhere, because those type of things I don't care. To me, UI doesn't need to look pretty; it just need, needs to be useful. So if I want to have the biggest freaking bar at the top side of my screen, then I'm gonna have it there. And if you don't like it, then ribbon pepperonis. It's not. Uh, it's not Scott's UI. Nah, Scribe UI, yay or nay? Actually, Scribe UI is really good for what he has to do. Oh no, Scribes is good. I, it's Scott's UI. Scott's UI, I still don't know how he plays yeah. the game. Yeah. I still don't know how he plays the game. wild. It's like an affix, dude. You can't see me. Very carefully. Scott's UI is the box UI. It's like, this is your screen, and this is like what he uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. I have a question. I like Kiv's question. Do you like Kiv's question? No, you don't. <clears throat> I'm proud to announce that if I go to my a little bit less efficient set, I have 12 of them. I have the answer to that question. I want that too. You have 12 <laughs> sockets? Uh, I can go to 12 sockets. It'd be a little bit less DPS, but I can go 12 sockets. So I'm a priest. Got any more I of have... them sockets that I can <laughs> buy? Uh, I have like six or seven on my shaman and like five or six on my warlock. Oh no. Yeah. I have that one you're not using on your priest. I can use it. Well, I have like two. I did consider for a while before progress. I talked with Kevin, uh, Feekland and Scribe about this. If I could marry Feekland, so we were basically allowed to account share because we are family and we're relatives, so he's allowed to play my priest for progress. Oh my god. The big this, loophole. This was a consideration. <laughs> what if you actually did that? I wonder what, like, the community it, backlash, or not backlash, but no, who's, community yeah. that would have been hilarious. Who's older? Well, because just have the older one adopt the younger one. I think Kevin is older. I think he's like 24, 25. I'm not sure. I'm only 22, so. Things you do for progression. Yeah. Just adopt I mean, everyone. Someone adopt someone else so you're all families, so you can all. Yeah, don't do it. Kevin is a pretty boy. Whatever. Let's <sighs> go adopts the whole squad. One big yeah. happy method family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. So, how about a stat-oriented question? We didn't really go over this at all. Uh, guess we'll throw this one to you, guide writer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Mastery is in a weird place for Elemental, and kind of has been back and forth. So, how is Mastery shaping up in BFA so far as a secondary stat in the hierarchy? And, and or is there a way that you would suggest maybe that it could be tweaked to be not as Oh, hey, I have a, a nice touch to this, uh -oh. actually. Oh, okay. On the, on the method, no, on the method guide, I have go to like the stats and then scroll down yeah. to the mastery thing. Oh, no. You see it there. It's <laughs> a really good picture, actually. It's a really good picture. 
Oh boy. I feel like I'm getting baited. See. I'm getting baited. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, actually useful for the subject. Uh, let's see. Stats. Scroll so down. So long as it is stream appropriate. <laughs> It's stream appropriate. It's it's. I'm generally being serious. It's good for the it's good for the topic, because it it has to do with the resource uh, resource regeneration, which is quite off. Because people generally think it's eighty five to eighty five. It whenever you get over the proc, it's oh, eighty five damage, oh. eighty five regeneration. But that's not the case, and that picture shows it pretty well. Yep. Ah. Oh, yeah, they never really clarified in tool It's pretty. Look at it. So yeah, that is good. I actually almost forgot about this. I could definitely talk a little bit about how aggravating that particular change was. Um, so, early stages of BFA, we were concerned, I think, as a community, because Maelstrom generation as a whole was really low. So, if you look at this graph here, Ice Fury was the same, I believe, or Ice Fury may have been 24. At Lightning Bolt generated six Maelstrom on the regular bolts. Lava Burst generated eight, eight Maelstrom on the regular bolts. Chain Lightning generated three. And they went and they buffed Maelstrom generation. But they only buffed the regular spells for Maelstrom generations, and they never touched the overloads. But they left the tooltip on Mastery the same for a while, saying no. that it should generate half which was causing a lot of confusion in the community at the time, and we asked, I couldn't tell you how many times for clarification on it, and eventually Blizzard just changed the tooltip <laughs> to say that it generates less Maelstrom rather than saying it generates a very specific percentage of Maelstrom. So it, we assumed it was intended at that point, but that certainly contrib contributed to how weak Maelstrom is right now. That's it's just a weak stat as a whole for us, and it has problems when it's strong. Right. It fights against itself as you, you get more of it when mastery is strong. So mastery, the primary benefit as a whole is you've got the extra spell yep. that hits and the extra maelstrom that's generated. When you have more mastery, you are generating more maelstrom. When you are generating more maelstrom, you are casting more shocks. So more earth shocks mm -hmm. that do not directly benefit or drive mastery at all. So the more mastery you have, the less generally you are benefiting from that mastery. Because you are casting more earth shocks in that way. Mm. It's, it's kind of a weird stat as a whole. It's, I don't know, it's, I like it thematically as a stat, but it just feels weird, and what they did with just ignoring the Maelstrom version, or pardon me, the Mastery versions of each of those spells when they buffed Maelstrom Generation early in the expansion has contributed significantly to making it what it is right now, and that is, uh, terrible. <laughs> It's a weird one. You brought up shock, specifically earth shock, as your the final spender to use in a single target sense. Yeah. But having more mastery and guaranteeing more chain lightning overloads gives you a more <sighs> consistent use of earthquake. That would be the case if mastery didn't have a baseline one third of its normal chance to proc on each chain lightning bounce. Hmm. And that's another Wait, hidden thing about Wait, where mastery. Is, 
where is that in the game? I'm. What are you? It's not. Mm. The last time that that was stated publicly was during the Mists of Pandaria beta. I'm pretty sure in the theory crafting feedback thread. The we've so weird. Tested it like usually we test it like once at expansion, and it hasn't changed since then, yeah. to my knowledge. Uh, somebody may correct me later and say it's one fifth, it's one fifth or one third. I forget which. I'm pretty sure it's one third, it, though. I think they said it was one fifth, then all of our testing showed it was one third, which was that's strange. Right. That's right. So it's it's been one third for quite some time now. Then, and that's why mastery is so terrible for AOE mm. more than anything, because there's just this hidden negative 66% modifier that you'd never know about without extensive testing or somebody who's already done that testing to tell you it comes up not terribly often in Earthshrine, but it's a topic of conversation that used to got used to be had every so often. Yep. That is a weird it's one. Just That's aggravating. I wanted to bring that up as devil's advocate because I, this is one of the little tiny things I've seen in my beta testing where I don't don't understand why they've done that with chain lightning. I but. think the idea in some way, shape, or form is you have the same average probability per cast, I guess, but that doesn't change that mastery will always be terrible for AoE until they remove that modifier. Like the same probability per cast, but then every other stat is benefiting from the extra targets, so it's like yep. it's just not scaling like everything else would. Yep. Hmm. Exactly. I think one of the issues with it is that if you look at AoE, most of your damage is Earthquake anyway. Yep. And I think if I you would remove it. the modifier, Chain Lightning, your Earthquake, like it would increase the damage a little bit of Chain Lightning, but mostly of Earthquake because of the extra resource. And then all, and then at points, our AoE becomes really really strong because it's already quite strong right sustained aoe yeah and then they're gonna have to nerf it and then they're gonna nerf both of the damage patterns most likely either that or chain lightning becomes too strong for earth it's just a weird thing it um oh, i'm not I'm, the other thing i'm just kind of scared thing. that chain lightning is just gonna overpower and then they're gonna nerf chain lightning it's gonna be useless Maybe. on three targets Aww. yeah because we'll of the five target thing there is one other thing with it too um stormkeeper the way that yeah. Stormkeeper as a baseline works is it f effectively forces the baseline mastery chance for the spell it's empowered by to 100%. So you can't have, say, a Chain Lightning cast and then an additional mastery proc from one of those bounces. It's just the Stormkeeper overloads. Right. So Stormkeeper also devalues mastery a little bit in that way. There's a lot of weird things there. I, I, the biggest part to me and the communication that Blizzard puts out to the, the players is that I, I don't... I'm not having a problem with the fact that it exists. I just don't know why the tooltip can't just tell you. Only say that? Just say that, right? Just say that Chain Lightning has a chance to overload instead of just having it completely obfuscated from the player base. It's little things like that. It's like the hidden haste scaling on Pharaoh Druids. Right? Just nowhere in the game does it say that. It just exists. Right? And then when they, they talk about it in a blue post and players are like, what? Just put it what in the that? game. Just say it. Would be nice. Would be very nice. So there's a couple of questions I'm pulling that I'll use in the BTS show, actually. Uh, Northern Man, we talked about Ascendance a whole lot earlier in the show. 
But your question is, is the sentence just in the wrong place in the talent tree? No. No. No? There's just so many talents in that lighting bolt, like, spread across. I don't think you could ever really make it work perfectly. Right. I think... Ascendance fits properly in the spot that it's in. It's just too weak. Mm, yeah. I could stick it probably with, in, in a world where you flipped, say, Ascendance with the weakest talent line on the tree, which I think is the level 60 line, the Master of the Elements uh, line. It's 45. None of those talents give a DPS increase. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fl flip it with something <laughs> on the 45 line. But, like, I don't know. Like static charge on the level 100 tier instead of ascendance, then it'll work. It's just but a, even if I were sorry, hmm. no, it's just it's weird to me because they they went back in and kind of updated a bunch of the cooldowns that were on the global, but they didn't touch ascendance for for any of us uh, except Resto. Resto has the the heal when they cast ascendance, but there was nothing for like enhancement doesn't get when we cast ascendance. We get a Stormbringer proc. Or elemental when you cast ascendance, maybe it would flame shock your target and proc lava surge. None of that. It just doesn't. It just you cast it, you wait, and then you start of, casting. <laughs> I think part of that for Resto was also that they nerfed a particular interaction ascendance had with it at the time. With oh. I think it was Cloudburst Totem, and so it was kind of a compensatory buff to the talent itself. Oh, a separate nerf. What for, uh, synergy they were removing? I think if you want a sentence to work, uh, personally at least, I would like to see a rework where it's just flat damage increase, co cost while moving, cause, and give it a like a haste increase so you get the cost more, and then mm. just tune tune the damage around. I would like it because I just want it to be a powerful three minutes CD that feels yeah. good to press, and you can not yeah. have to wait fifty seconds for movement on this fight. You can just go back good, and it makes you feel powerful. Not just only in Lava Burst, also when you Earthshock and whatnot. It just makes you feel powerful. I would like to see that and then try to tune that rather than have this fear stuff what a sentence is right now. Right. It's like too niche in what it does. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we, 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 and you brought this up from the Warlock perspective as well that Dark Glare itself is kind of like, but you can combine Dark Glare with Misery and a PowerPoint kind of like percentage multiplier cooldown at least makes that other one work properly. So oh yeah, you brought up, yeah, Spirit Walker's Grace kind of a deal. But here's a question that I was not told to put it in the show, but I'm going to do it anyway. <sighs> I, mostly because I, just, I, I need... Yeah, I know. Uh, You're fine. I don't. You, you don't? I haven't read the notes, to be honest. I just came home right before. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, Gis doesn't have to talk about this at all if he doesn't want to. I mean, I uh, that's okay. You're going to say it and I'm going to get on my soapbox. It's fine. <laughs> uh, how about the fact that Igneous Potential works for Resto Shaman? Oh, this is my topic. I like this. Um, last time I talked about it, it was, I think it had to do with the Aura, which double dipped or yep. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a bit too busted because I don't think a Resto Shaman should be able to do like 24 to 25k boss DPS with like an extra target. I think it's a bit too busted. But I think it's a good thing because I like the idea, and I know that people in my guild agree with this. They like the idea that they can swap traits around or swap talents around 
and try and be a co-healer and actually pump DPS. Paladins mm. have it with Glimmer, Disc Priests have it, Baseline, Holy Priests don't have it at all, Rest of Druids can go Ken Affinity, worst case. You know, everyone can kind of do it. But without trades, Rest of Shaman can't. They can press the damage abilities and the hits like wet noodles and they just cry that they lost mana, right? I yeah. like the idea. It's too busted. It could be even more busted if you get the correct trades things. Like he could maybe, if he could get triple Igneous potential or triple Spouting, you run Ascendance, you're literally just a massive CD bot. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit too powerful. It's physically possible. It's just it's more difficult to get than it is to get three igneous, three lava shocks on yeah. elemental. Uh, two of the pieces are PvP only, and the third oh. is only available as an eye level four hundred piece and a reward from the uh, eye level four hundred dark shore cash. No oh, gosh, okay. I did <laughs> so, very rare. Yeah, I so didn't... extraordinarily rare. So, the, so that's the only me... way to get three Igneous, three Spouting. Oh. So what you're telling me is that Celia's pushing 2200 rating soon? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you can, yeah. That's, there are two PvP pieces. It's, I think it's the Helm and the Shoulders of Memory Serves that have Igneous and Spouting, and then the Kaldori Archer's Chest, or whatever the heck it's called oh. for Alliance, See, is... I, I... Yeah. Uh, I, I, if you're I, listening, I... Ken and Potter, get on it. I laugh, <laughs> but... I know that Kane is not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm briefing being next week. So yeah. <laughs> you poor if man. I'm so sorry. If you sorry were, about that. Most people don't even know like the ridiculous things that we do in the game. I already have like almost six characters, 50 with 18 Paragon boxes ready for next patch. I'm not I'm even 49 yet. I'm my main. You hate to hear it. <laughs> they they haven't fixed that yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for the Paragon box thing to well, come through where they don't drop AP. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to do it like massive increase, and then the next AK that kicks in is going to be the huge AK increase, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So you start piling isn't going to be as beneficial, but I, I don't know. We'll see. You might as well, right? Right now I'm kind of free anyway, so <laughs> the man just forms Residium. That's true. The thing that I'm nervous about with IP Resto is they just straight up nerf igneous potential across yeah. the board without saying said. anything to hit it. Yeah. yeah. And the problem, like Kana said, is with the aura. Uh, it's for those of you that don't know, Restoration Shaman get us, I think it's a 76% increase yeah, to Lava Burst damage yeah. from their aura. And igneous potential, the damage you gain from it, also gains that 76% increase. So Igneous Potential is significantly stronger on Resto than it is on Elemental. That's you can with the right gear set you can get somewhere around like 112, 115k lava bursts on Cabal. Well wait, you're so with the I don't know if that's how the math is supposed to work. Does no. that mean that so that means the, the flat damage that Igneous Potential adds to Lava Burst is not a base math aura plus this much from the talents or from the Azurite trait, it's adding that to the base amount that's okay. then multiplied by the aura? Okay, so the aura buffs the spell by the percentage designated in the aura. Sure. Then, separately, you have Igneous Potential. Mm -hmm. The damage increase from Igneous Potential is also separately increased by the damage increase provided by this aura. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because... The the way the way that it works, I think, is that it's increasing the base damage of lava burst. Yes. So that's how it double dips in that way. So if they could 
just make it so that Igneous Potential isn't affected by Restoration's aura without ruining it for anything else. That's probably the best fix, because then it isn't completely busted like it is now, but it's still strong enough to use for those that want to use it. Right. Okay. Well, I'm just... My, my, my biggest issue with it is I'm just scared for a fight where there's no healing but healing cities, and you're just going to end up running six <laughs> healers with, like, five resto shamans that are just yep. DPS because there's a second target available. Yep. And you're just going to chain, like, spouting spirit link totems on every big AoE, and you're just going to be like, ha, 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 die, bossy. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, there, it, there's just so many, like, exploitable things, and I think on a correct fight, that build is too powerful. Mm-hmm. It ended up not being too mm-hmm. powerful on Yunat because the general healing of Resto Shamas on that fight wasn't the biggest because it's so spread. But on a fight like Jaina, yeah, I could see you just yeah. running two shamans, six healing, running two shamans, and just running two shamans with Igneous and just DPSing and just dropping the CDs when they need it. Yeah. Sham, going to you on something. We'll change gears here a little bit. FAQ question Which version of the Fist of Ra Den is your favorite? Uh, it's the blue one from the Balance of Power. I don't remember the like the sub quest that gave me that. It's such a pretty blue. It fits my transmog perfectly. How much more DPS does that give you? Um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is very specific to not only the quest but to the color of it. I like that. Guess That's which a- one. It's a plus 15, by the way. Complete a level 15 Mythic Plus dungeon is how you get that particular one after you complete Balance of Power. Uh, for me, it's the baseline hidden oh. skin. Uh, it's, I love, and you can actually see in the screenshots, that's the. It's probably my favorite set there on my Shaman is running the Antorus Mythic Shaman set with that artifact skin. Mm-hmm. Kena, do you have a preference? I, I used the I, I baseline. I only went to that helpful thing to increase my as a rights, not to change transmog. <laughs> Classic Kena. That was pretty cool baseline, to be fair. So, sorry. Mm-hmm. I used one transmog set, that's it. That's fine. You do. At least you're not I, the thing is, do you have it transmogged over a sword and board, or do you have it over a, over a staff? I thought you. I'm not even. Sh- I'm, I'm not even kidding. I don't even know what I use right now. <laughs> I think I just use some random Sulazar weapon right now. I use. I. I don't even know yeah. if, if I used it. I just use one transmog set with one weapon set. That's it. Ethereal had a question in chat about resources, and so Flame Shock does in a way generate a resource in the sort of proc of lava surges but has the conversation ever come up about flame shock generating maelstrom for ticks now that is part of the fire elemental yeah i don't think it's needed i think we already have too much funneling um, at least with traits before yeah. igneous i was like i actually thought about that a lot and i wanted that but yeah. with igneous i feel like flame shock is already rewarding enough I don't think it's needed. And with lava, like right now, I think the best part of shaman DPS is straight up funneling, and mm-hmm. I don't think we, need, I don't think right now we need more funneling. If they end up nerving igneous and lava shock or whatever reasons, right. then yeah, it would be a nice fun idea. I but like right now, it's no. one of 
I guess the things that I like about having Fire Elemental up is yeah. that extra Maelstrom generation, because it's when you do it well, it's a tangible, noticeable thing. It feels good. But they'd need to give something to the Fire Elemental to keep it relevant and to keep it interesting if they moved that baseline. That's, I wouldn't complain to see it baseline. But... When Fire is up, Flameshock CD is removed. There <laughs> you go. Right there. <laughs> I'm in favor. I just came up with that. Just right on the spot. <laughs> brain. Huge brain. There's a, this is an interesting one. This is kind of an aesthetic one. Does it feel weird to have a shield as a caster and never actually use it? Not true. Shield. Oh? Well, the shield gives armor. Sure. There, it's not a lot right now. I think there's barely any that had, but there used to be bosses that had huge physical AoEs and played uses for that fight were really good because it's, arm, it's physical damage or oh. armor reduces it. Mm. I always keep a shield around every single tier. Just in case that fight occurs. And if you're doing like a world quest or something, or like it's more relevant to PvP, but you can actually block if you are auto attack. So if you like auto attack and melee, you can actually block with your shield and reduce melee damage. It's just the base 5% chance, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's small, yeah. I think you're almost better off just sitting in Ghost Wolf with Spirit Wolf and Back Spirit. Oh, yeah. Probably are. Wait, can you, can you, you can auto attack in Ghost Wolf, you can do both. I don't you, think I get blocking Ghost Wolf. I don't know. I have never actually tested that. Bird sure. <laughs> locking on. Bird locking on. Let's go, boys. <laughs> don't bring up auto attacking and Ghost Wolf as an enhancement main. They nerfed the fact that like Wind Fury and stuff can go off. Yeah. In <laughs> you can't bite, and I'm like, all the weapon procs go off. Come on. Feels bad, man. Your teeth are your That's weapons. So cool. Do you uh, think we need Gust of Wind back? I mean, yes. I, I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't uh, diminish the opening part of the show, so I'm not gonna go to that scene. But I think it was unanimous that it was a yes. 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 Everyone Please. wants it back. I never heard someone say they didn't. Yeah. No. It's, it's like we've eventually that... come around it's... to. Please, no, in, don't actually give life. In every way. Back, but we want. In dust. every way, yeah. Like the thing is, I don't understand why, because in every way it was quite shit. It had like. <laughs> You could get knocked during it. It wasn't like instant. It had a travel time. It wasn't even that high. It had a long CD and it was a talent. But they were like, yeah, screw you. Mages have two. It was like the worst movement, burst, burst yeah. movement ability out of all of them. I always found anyway. a way to find that one corner that you could accidentally fall off a platform in. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's Gul'dan. You just. We I called them right flying shaman too. incidences. <laughs> The, the cited reason, waiting. I believe, that Blizzard said is that they wanted to make the certain sort of snappy movement abilities. That's why Druid lost Displacer Beast, even though I don't know if Druids, some might miss it, but Tiger Dash is well good. But they wanted to make the, the blinky kind of and teleporty abilities, the mage and the warlock thing. And apparently Gust of Wind, even though you just like... So can we get Botless back alone? Oh, boo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not touching that one. It's more, I think, kind of whenever they've addressed why they made the changes they did coming out of Nissa Pandaria that took abilities away from a lot of classes. Mm. It's they they keep saying that they don't want to add abilities to classes just for the sake of covering up weaknesses. And I'm sure that they felt like gust of wind when they went and reevaluated 
like things that classes had at the end of Legion, they felt like it was just there to cover up the fact that we don't have a burst movement ability, and that's meant to be one of Elemental's weaknesses on some list somewhere. Yeah, and they 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 did shore it up in a different way with the yeah. with Frost Shock now being sort of your your castable while moving, and it does pretty okay. Obviously, you refresh your Flame Shock, or you drop your totems, or yeah, yeah. But there's, now I can't get there's to... stuff to do, but I. I sincerely believe that there is a huge difference between burst movements to being yep. able to cast on the move. Yep. And yeah. it's generally due to fight designs. Right. Like on Unat, I've have been in so many situations. Like I would ditch Ghost Wolf instantly for Gustav went back. I'd rather pre-plan my movements, make sure that I'm never out of position, than not have a burst movement ability. Mm-hmm. They, they I mean again, but the the ghost wolf thing—they've shored that up a little bit. Once you get a little pack spirit going on with uh, spirit wolf, it's pretty good. Even though at the beginning <laughs> of the expansion, we were like spirit wolf is garbage, but then now we have the the ticking heel in it. Or if you get some visage going on there too, and your spirit wolf is great in PvP. Oh, it's it's hilarious. You can just run from people. The yep. best part of spirit wolf so far in this expansion Can't has been damage. the the no slow thing. Even like on Hunat, it was super useful a, when I had, when I had to do the storm ditching. Go and go slow. You don't get slow for a while now. Yeah, yeah it can't be slow below normal movement speed. Yeah. Yep. Gahoon as well. Yeah, one one trait and pack spirit was fantastic for Gahoon. Oh, that's so good. Yep. Very strong. Yep. So I had two others. I don't know if I want to bring up the contentious one. Maybe we'll do that in the BTS. That's but uh, the the lastly. We kind of got over this, and this is a lot of the, the the overall point of the show right now is that Elemental is in a really good place, and the playstyle is fun, and there is some talent diversity therein, and hopefully they don't just nerf it to the ground. But uh, what would you suggest as a way to bring Elemental down enough to be sort of in line, but not oh my goodness we're nerfed to the ground, Blizzard please why? Yeah, I don't know. Sham had something on this earlier. I don't know if you wanted to keep going on what where you yeah. think the number should be moved around or what you think they, they should do if they're going to do something in, say, 8.2. I don't, I obviously can't come up with like exact numbers. I don't have the, the data for that. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But I think something along the lines of like, Igneous Potential currently literally doubles the damage of Lava Burst. Maybe buff Lava Burst by 75% or something, nerf Igneous by cut it in half, basically put it in line with other traits, and then nerf all of Ellie's damage by like 3 to 5%. And I don't know exactly where that would put us, but I, that would keep our playstyle, and you could nerf the aura lower and lower if you needed to to put us in line. But the big thing here is nerf Igneous, but buff Lava Burst to go with it. So you can we can still play this enjoyable playstyle, still have our niche of funneling and stuff, and then also be put back in line and don't have this crazy OP trait that's completely out of line, because right now, if you don't have three of those traits, you're, like, completely gimping yourself as a shaman. Right. Guess you have anything to add? I know you were you're chomping the bit on this one, too, maybe. No, it's... I think that's the right approach to take. That's okay. The playstyle right now is quite enjoyable, and I'd love to see them keep Master of the Elements as the strongest talent in its tier for a while to come so that we can continue to enjoy what drives the playstyle. That's... Something I've seen a lot, at least kind of from the community as a whole, is when numbers are in the right place, there are a lot of other things that don't matter nearly as much. And when both numbers are in the right place and it's fun, 
Right. It's, you're just sitting pretty. That's where we're at right now. And we need to get scaled back a little bit. I think Sean's on the right track, though, for the direction that I'd like to see that take. My only caveat to this, and this is for the sake of me ever playing something that is blue in the raids for World First, <laughs> is if Ellie is equal to other classes, Elemental is useless. As the utility that the class brings, unless it's really quick target swap, like let's say Simon's on Stormwall Blockade were a huge issue, yep. then you could bring it. But uh, than, and maybe maybe with funneling stuff, it, you could bring it. Or Fire yeah. Monsters, exactly, like you brought up. But on any other situation, the spec is just, it doesn't bring anything. If it's not the strongest DPS, what does Elemental do? Well, it sits there, cries until Ank is useful. Every 30 minutes. Hmm. So, and well, even our... then, Ank Totems, Combat Dresses, they, they make it a lot less valuable. So I would like them to see, actually, touch on that, maybe speed rush totem baseline or something like Stampeding Roar is, and maybe just a talent to increase it in some usefulness. You give it make it a three minute CD, like lesser movement speed fifty percent or something. I don't know. Just give us something to oh, be so much useful. That's the soapbox I think many, many people oh. in the different parts of the shaman community have brought up that why are our totems talents? Any totem yeah. they want to give us as utility should just be in the kit, period. There could be some talents that like improve and enhance a totem we already have, but every single totem we have in the kit should come from the base kit. Period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love Wind Rush baseline actually. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. Like. Yep. It's always useful, but it's never needed. But if you always had it, there would be so many points where people would be like, "Oh, this yeah, totem would be so there. useful here." Yeah. Like Jaina, you you might have actually just took an early shot because it would have done good DPS and the wind rush would have been super useful for intermissions. Yep. And all the rate movement. But the class yep. doesn't really have it. So it's like... Yeah. Uh, Chaying brings it up. There's a small notice of that by Blizzard where they were just like, oh, let's give him back Earthbind. Because, duh. So we got Earthbind back. But then we have a slew of other potentials across the board that outside of maybe like Onk Totem as like a super cooldown oriented slot for Restoration Shaman... Even even that, it still feels like any totem should just be part of the kit. Yeah, and it's it's about being a good player to make it useful. I don't think any yeah. other shaman really uses Earthbinds. I do. I use it in Unstoppable Blockade. When the ads are about to spawn and I don't see a blizzard down, Earthbind. Just to make sure yeah. it gets instantly slowed. Oh, I have like, Frost Shock, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Well, then you have to use a GCD. I... I just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just plays about moving. I'll throw it down specifically when one of my mages is screaming about, oh god, I'm about to get uh, picked by a siren. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many there's so many yeah. small situational things where the totems come, and I would li like you said, I would like to see back using Tremor sometime, like going into uh, the testing of uh, Rusky, Rusky Boy, and then being like, wait, this is a charm. Let me test it. You place it down, and the entire cheer, the raid begins to cheer, and then you can't sit for the testing because you're sick anyway. <laughs> that actually happened, but yes. I don't know. It's fun, and I wish they did it more. How about some soapbox, some end bits and pieces here? What do you guys have? I don't know who who wants to start this out. Gist, do you wanna? You were the fresh meat that opened the show. Now you're seasoned, an hour and forty minutes in. <laughs> what do you wanna? What do you wanna leave the community with? Do you have anything you wanna to any any bit of last minute ranting or words of wisdom that you wanna impart? Uh, you, you two, we we already went into my big soapbox rant with uh, 
igneous potential shaman there. <laughs> uh, I'll say definitely that's for anybody that's watching that's thinking about trying, definitely pick it up. It's not gonna get much more fun than it is right now, and this is definitely one of the better iterations that the spec has had over time. So, I don't know if that, that's gonna be my big shout-out, my big thing. Pick it up, play it. Gonna have a blast. A, a really bad joke to bring up Elemental Blast there, but no one takes that anymore. Hey. Oh. Hey. Sham, yeah. how about you? You make me sad. Well, we covered a lot of the, the things that I wanted to talk about here for sure. I don't know if there's anything else I really wanted to go over. I guess just to touch on what Kana said about uh, the tuning. It's like all of our utility is like kind of eh. It's like useful in some situations, but it's like so broad that you never really need it for the most part. So like our damage has to be top tier to for us to ever really be super useful. I but would, just to like Oh, I was gonna I wanted to interject. I would think the only thing that we didn't talk about on the show at all was Thunderstorm. Huh. We just haven't had any situations where we could really use it lately. Fair. It, it's like it's one of the worst knockbacks because it's so hard to control and you have to be in melee to use. But when it is useful, it can be really useful. Yeah, occasionally somewhat useful on like Mecha Torker. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's ever really useful on or not. I haven't gotten to go through that on Mythic yet, though. I've punted ads on Heroic. <laughs> I use it. I use it on Mecha Torker to stun the uh, streamers that are talking to chat mid fight. <laughs> <laughs> Good strat, nice. actually. I like that. It's really true. <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty good on the uh, the Unot trash when you're all mind control and you send your entire raid to Kingdom Come. That's pretty good. We've never killed that trash, so didn't get to experience that. Oh, you, we just well, run I mean, you, always, you always get mind controlled while running, so you just knock everyone back. Oh. <laughs> I've done that many times. Mm. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But Kana, do you have anything you want to end with make anchor set on after fight give it a like a death cap oh. so you can overkill make speed totem worse but baseline give gust of wind back tune the damage good elemental is a useful spell congratulations or useful spec congratulations i actually really like the onk overkill that should be in the game it should it should be ank totem but on yourself and always there baseline this way you can't exploit mechanics. If you fall off the edge, you, you can see that you're falling off the edge twice. Because you don't have cast of wind. And otherwise, other than that, like, yeah, it might be a little bit broken, but I think a spec that doesn't bring anything special, it will be useful on. That's the weird part about a lot of those mechanics that save you from death. Because they can't... What's it called? Is it called massive damage in the logs or whatever it is? Yeah, the, something the like that. The overkill. I, mean, I think. Like I think that? the big. I think their big argument was always like, "Oh yeah, you could use it every single pool, on a thing, and then always the argument like on this meteor, and then the argument was, well, yeah, cheat death also does that. Yeah. Or, or bubble also does that, and sometimes cheat death or bubble doesn't work because the damage output is too high. And I understand that maybe <laughs> sometimes it can be scary with like sacking mechanics with certain debuffs, but they already have fixes for that. Because look at the torment in phase three. Goes on the shaman. Haha, <laughs> I'm gonna ank. You come back alive. Oh, PP hands, I'm dead again. 
Like, <laughs> doesn't work sadly enough. So, I mean, they have fixes for that anyway. So, yeah. I think it's I, I, I think it's a good thing, and I would like them to try it. And if it becomes too exploitable, then, well, if it's that exploitable, maybe your rate encounter isn't optimal designed anyway. But mm. I think you can put it there, and I think it will be quite safe. And I would like it. Yeah. Personally. Chat. Something, something, Cloak of Shadows. Cloak yeah, keeps mean, getting hit by nerfs, though. I mean, two minute cooldown from back in the day when it used to be 60 sure, seconds doubled and but what it works on. I would, I would like to see Cloak on a 30 minute CD and she definitely <laughs> on a 30 minute CD and then see how the rogue community goes. No mm. resetting. Gotta and, go to any time. And, and exactly. Like. Just just think of all these cheat death mechanics and I mean they've already done a couple of things with like the demon hunter cheat death like not resetting or something in certain situations. Yeah. And things like that. Like they're already doing it. But I, I could even be fine with a five minute CD or like I mean a ten minute CD. But thirty is just too much. And I think you saw it 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 got pretty crazy when you consider that you maybe have like three shamans on the bench like we had and we were discussing should we just rotate them in in between <laughs> pools. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awful. Wow. I mean, you literally just get like maybe like one deep one percent DPS difference in the rate or something, but yeah. it's like screw it, we have ink. Why not? It's so All weird. Right, which one of you is gonna get lucky enough to be in for the kill? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Basically that. Oh man. There's there's some good 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 stuff there. I like how the over under though of the of elemental right now, sort of how Gist sim uh summarized it is that it's it's in a good, really good place. Some of the numbers are a little wonky, as that's been permeating throughout the show, but damn fun. Yeah. And that's not something—that's something we've heard very often with the DPS specs so far in BFA. Is a lot of them are just like it's a downgrade, but not in Elemental's you, case. You don't even—you don't want to know how it felt swapping from Elemental to Affliction. To Affliction? Like, yeah. Oh, you. I cried. I literally cried myself to sleep that evening. Mm. It's very boring to watch too. I'll give you that. It, it wasn't the most fun to play either. The most fun we had was just like trying to figure out where where everyone had to place the portals people. That was like the puzzle. That was fun. <laughs> Did you end up making a pentagram with them? Uh, no, we we made spaceships and stuff. Oh, there you go. Yeah, spaceships and airplanes. Yeah. I mean, that's all we got. <clears throat> There's some more we'll talk about, but we'll save that for later. I'm hitting this button over here that signifies the show has wrapped. So thank you very much for tuning in episode number 188 of Final Boss TV, the Elemental Shamans today, the Rise of the Storm Chef. Again, my name is Adam K.A.K. Bay. We're on the table here again, the fresh meat now seasoned. We had Gist Wiki. You can go follow Gist over on Twitter and go check out the Wowhead guide he has put together. Thank you for your time on the show today, sir. Thank you for all the work you do for the Shaman Discord community and the guide stuff. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Yep. Also Glad to be here. There's also Sham, who does stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, like, That's true. I like the wave. I just waited for the wave. To yeah. <laughs> you can go watch him over good. on his stream at Nasam, not Sham at all. Somewhere in there. Did I ask you about where that name came from? That's just like really old, isn't it? I randomized a night of male name and then chained one letter. I don't remember what the letter was. Oh. I just went with it. There you go. Close there it is. Mine is straight from Google Copy. Well, thank you for making the show possible today. Shout out again, of course, to uh, Sato, who couldn't be here. But we have his notes. 
So hopefully you've made him proud. Kana, oh, so. Mega oh, Review. Just Kana at Twitch on Twitch. Kana Wow on Twitter, of course. Thank you for being here again, sir. I like it was funny. I was I sent the tweet out for the show slate, and you just immediately DM'd me. You need a guess for this show? Yeah, I mean, I think we were. Yeah, it was on the Method Show, right? And we were talking about it. It was. It was. I was, I sent the tweet out, and we were prepping for it. Yeah, and you just were like, yeah. "Hi, you guest." Yeah. So when's the Shadow Priest? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not I'm on the joking. slate right Wait now. Up, right? But appreciate it. Yep, Go yep, uh, keep being your. Uh, well, we put you on the show. You're just a uh, a customer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like to the the Shaman Cook. Uh, Restaurant as well. Yep. The he mail has pretty good ideas every so often, though. Exactly. <laughs> again, thank you for having me. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, next week is Feral Druids. Let me double check. Ooh. Guest for Feral Druids. We have Zan, Guilty, and Hippo next week. Talk about Feral Druids. <laughs> to sort of put a back and forth, even though Club Camel just used a Feral Druid on Unat for the uh, the US and Alliance World First. So, hey. There. Show there. What is what, Kana? Shows the uh, NA competition right now. If a Feral Druid can grab it for US yeah! first. Oof. Anywho, she's really good, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Have a great week. And we'll see you here next Sunday. Or, of course, if you missed the episode, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or on YouTube. So that's it. That's everybody. Bye. Wave. Wave bye. Cheers. Bye. Guess you waving. You can't see. Yes. Yes, I am. I mm. am waving. Okay. Appreciate it.